Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Alright Ryan General, and welcome to the Gatecast, episode 183, Reckoning, part 1. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast. We're not going to do a big, long, lumpy recording, and whether Mike decides to tack these two together or not is entirely up to him, his time, and his editing, especially given the fact that I'm not going to be here for a fortnight, so I don't know if that gives him more time or some panic when he realises he doesn't have other ones in the can to record from. Hello, everybody. Well, of course, by the time people are listening to this podcast, you'll have been to America, enjoyed yourself immensely, hugged Amanda Tapping, and flew back. I'm still debating which t-shirt to wear, whether it's a three door hay and clicky or a keep calm and dial. Well, whatever you feel like on the day. Well, what I might do is I might have one in shoulder bag so I can swap between. Because <laughs> I have the full B5 photo up 10.15 the same day. So Reckoning is actually 1Season 8 episode... 16. Uh-huh, I see. But we're only doing part one. Yes, we're only recording part Ooh, one. Ooh, replicator. Bumper basket of baddies. Woohoo, and Braytac. Yeah, and Braytac, and Jacob, and Selmak. Who in no way is a uh, baddie, obviously. Are you going to give me a line? No, you're not going to give me a line. Why would you give me a line? There you go. Good kitty. Sit, stay. Although I have been occasionally meowed at. <laughs> in fact, Cindy kept coming into the bedroom and hopping and going, meow, 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 meow. And this and then you're like, I actually pushed my, this is my brain and the universe just being cruel to me. I pushed my spin class back to quarter eight this morning because I wasn't due in today. I woke up at six anyway. Just say the word. Open the iris. I'm taking the easy way out with this week's news and just highlighting the various former Stargate actors who won awards at last weekend's Leo Award ceremony. Up first has to be Michael Shanks for the best lead performance by a guy in a dramatic series, namely Saving Hope. James Bamford won the best stunt coordination in a TV movie for Halo 4, Forward Unto Dawn. William Waring won best direction in a dramatic series for Continuum. Ian Tracy got two awards, Best Guest Performance by a Male in a Dramatic Series for Continuum and Best Supporting Performance by a Male in a Television Movie for Ring of Fire. Gerard Plunkett won Best Supporting Performance by a Male in a Motion Picture for Camera Shy and Agam Darshi won the Best Supporting Performance by a Female in a Motion Picture for Crimes of Mike Reckett. Congratulations one and all, both to the rest of the winners and kudos to everyone else who got nominated this year. On the Stargate birthday front, we have quite a few birthdays this week, so let's begin with wishing Ian Buchanan many happy returns for the 16th of June. Ian appeared in Unnatural Selection as first, the human form replicator. Two more birthdays on the 16th, as Enid Ray Adams celebrates. She played Jones in the SD1 episode Prometheus. And Joseph May, who was Sergeant Markman in Atlantis, joins in the fun. On the 19th of June, Jell Holdsdale was born. She played Erin in the Atlantis episode Tracker and Lieutenant Womack in five episodes of SG-1. Also on the 19th, Chris Bradford and Carl Walter Lindlob have birthdays. Chris played a medtech in the SG-1 episode Morpheus and Carl was the cinematographer on the Stargate feature film. On the 20th, Bonnie Bartlett has her birthday. She was Linnea in Prisoners. And on the 21st, the one and only Erica Durance will be celebrating. Just the one episode of Stargate SG-1 for Erica, playing Tilk's neighbour in the episode Affinity. On the 22nd, Ben Zantuan has a birthday. He played a driver in the SG-1 episode In the Line of Duty. And on the 23rd, Sarah Edmondson, who was Natanya in Prophecy, will be celebrating the day of their births. Not a bad bunch of birthdays at all. Now let's return to Reckoning, Part 1. Oh, I splurged. I blew all my uh, PayPal money on the book. On the book? You know which book I mean? Is that the one you're going to pick up at the convention, then? Yeah, yeah, I did tweet about it. But I don't know if you read my full tweet timeline. No, I don't. That's mainly because I'm not online while I'm working. I only really get to look at Twitter when I'm on my breaks. My friend Naomi says I don't actually tweet that much. I reply to people a lot, but actual self-generated tweets I tend not to do much. 
the main timeline moves so fast, you really got to be there to see it, otherwise it's just gone. You'd have been in walk or driving when I tweeted that, though. So clearly you're on the email for b5books.com, then. And as soon as yeah. I said the book, you thought, ah, and he's going to that, and he's going to collect it. Well, as soon as I read it, I thought, you can collect it if you go to Phoenix Comic Con. I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was $96. It looks nice, though. It looks very nice. It does look very nice. It's also 10% of my weight loss. <laughs> you just have to leave someone behind. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nuke Chas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We're more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites. Nimlast.org. And that was the new podcast promo from Nuchas and uh, Nutty Bites Podcast. A cornucopia of geeky goodness. Right, if we're ready to go. Yeah, let's jump right in. Ever three, ever a doe, ever ain. Clicky. And Space Shot, my happy. Yes, Ooh. we've seen that before. Direct lift from a previous episode. Mm-hmm. The system lords are no longer. You have become a meaningless coalition that cannot resist the power of my master, Lord Ball. Hello. Her outfit uses quite a bit of sticky tape to keep the uh, bits in. Indeed, and up. And they lift and separate, I think. Yeah, Samantha Banton, currently Samantha Kane, as the uh, gold. I don't know what her position is. She's really hammering things home. Is it any wonder they've begun to doubt their faith in the gods? So many Gua'uld have fallen. Baal was wise to send a representative. I would have killed him with my own hands! Oh, Lord yeah. Hugh. His brain's still a Swiss cheese. Oh, yes. Poor Hugh. In exchange for your surrender, Baal will allow you to keep your armies and continue to administrate your territories under his authority. You will be permitted to live... So long as you bow before him as a supreme commander of the entire Gua'uld domain. Refusal to accept the terms of this offer will result in the resumption of hostilities and ultimately your death. Now that's the sort of Gua'uld we'd quite happily get down and uh, worship. Mm-hmm. Forget the uh, male host, go for the female one. What is the meaning of this? I should ask you the same thing. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Don't interrupt me while I'm threatening. Threatening good. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's her. Oh, Ripley Carter. Major Samantha Carter. Nah, I'm pretty sure that's not Dan Payne in both suits. Actually, no. <laughs> He's good, but he ain't that good. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> She's pretending to suffer from pain. Yeah, you can really see the sticky tape doing its job at the moment. <laughs> cold, hard look. Well, yes, because she's cold and hard. Yes, but... Are we supposed to know she's Replicator? Uh, I'm just assuming it's Replicator, I don't know. You know, I've, I've done my usual level of pre-episode watching. What are you doing here? Oh, nice. Ooh. Very Terminator. Uh, body falls to the ground. Slow motion. Oh yeah, okay. Blood dripping off. <laughs> now you're in trouble, and I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, isn't there a sort of Borg cubish feel to that? Very much Borg cubish, even though it ain't cube. No, but just when the the initial uh, bits came Oh, in. yeah. Yeah, the giant ship approaching yeah. the station that's completely at its mercy, and they know it. You're gone, do you think? All right, then. Reckoning Part 1. Gatecast Episode 183. Stargate SG-1 Season 8 Episode 16. The first episode in what I consider to be a three-parter even though technically it's only considered a double episode. The episode is directed by Peter DeLuise and written by Damien Kindler. It got its world premiere in the UK, January the 25th, 2005. In the US, February the 25th. Australia got it February the 17th. Canadians, May the 18th. Quite a few shows with episodes of the same title. Smallville, Camelot, Spartacus, Dr. Kildare, Alias, Justified... Legend of the Seeker and Southland. Mm. Pretty much the exactly same list that I'll be giving you next time we do Reckoning Part 2. <laughs> Big ship. Yes. 
nice Ian orbit in the Earth and the moon mm. in the distance. A little bit of CGI. Yeah. Of course, so many years in, the control devices look a bit cheesy now. Yeah, well. Everything else has moved on except for the control consoles. This is not an SGC mission. Reconsidering is not an option. That was interesting. Yeah, popped up Tony Amandala's name and immediately under it was written, reconsidering is not an option. <laughs> I found that amusing. Uh, Gary Jones, he did the uh, commentary with Peter DeLuise. He was complaining that he, he had to share screen with an actor's name. <laughs> he was quite upset because he's actually got a pass to the studios now so he doesn't have to sign in every time he comes in. <laughs> and if even one fails, I know. The Rebel J5 have gone to great lengths to acquire the security codes currently being used by the system lords. Well, then, yeah. If all goes according to plan, they will believe we are allies and lower the shields. If all goes according to plan. Once the shields are lowered, the Jaffa contingent aboard this vessel should be sufficient to overwhelm any initial resistance we may encounter. And Mel Harris. Who's Mel Harris? Omer. Well, certainly we're not going to see Hugh getting a credit, are we? <laughs> he appeared and he's gone. Mm. Well, at least I've got the point. Ooh, that's not, that's not good at all. Oh, come on. Uh, we've got a little tweet from Brad. Wish I could have been there for this one. Bye. Yeah, I said hi to him. I said, Mike's told me now, are you going to spring a surprise and join us again? Ship sensors have detected a vessel closing in on opposition. Hartak class. Ragnar? Unlikely. Ragnar would have hailed long before his approach. Then it has to be a Matarazzi. Shouldn't we get out of here? So, uh, why are they meeting with a uh, dual system lord who's basically a dessert? A dessert? Yeah. <laughs> Tim Rousseau. Oh, right. <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't say that. No. I suppose you're not seeing it written down. I'm hailing them and transmitting the security code. They fired on us. Wishing sound. That's not good. I don't think they're friendly. Mm. They should at least be flying the flag, you know, pirates or something. Yeah. That's the trouble when all the ships are identical. Yes. Oh, oh I thought they'd gone for the cheap route there with yeah. animation. Our weapons are ineffective. We have lost the shields. Now can we get out of here? Navigational controls are not responding. You're losing this yes. battle. But let's face it, it's a huge spaceship and there's four of you <laughs> controlling it. Normally there'd be a thousand Jaffa on board. Yes, the rings. Except, of course, you're going to encounter something you don't like very much. No, this can't be good. What is it? Clink, 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 <laughs> clink, clink, clink. That's not good. This way. No, that's really not good, is it, Daniel? <laughs> they really got into trouble when they learned to open doors. Yeah, nobody's got the shotgun. They're coming. They seem rather hurry. They like look at Daniel. Oh, what is it? Daniel! That looked a bit Asgardy, didn't it? Yeah. But then again, that's one of the benefits of Anubis. He nicked the Asgard technology and the replicators look like they've nicked it as well. Well, we're written on the outside road there is a bit in Congress. Exit. Stop. Jack's still haven't quite forgiven him for walking out on it. We need to talk. Hi. Hello. How are you? Long time no see. What's doing? What's up? Hey, buddy. I'm sorry, Jack. It's good to see you again. Congratulations on your promotion. Thanks. You deserve it. Yes, well. Remember, Jack, you're mad at him. The replicators. They've launched an all-out attack on the gold. If the gold can't find a way to stop them, the replicators will easily overrun our galaxy in a matter of weeks. Why didn't you say so? Weeks, eh? I'm sorry. You said we had a problem, not a big galactic emergency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a minor problem. Hmm. So, what we got here, then? We have a USB stick. Our operatives have spent the past several years tagging as many gold ships as possible. <laughs> yeah, we've bugged the ships, GPS them. Mm-hmm. Underneath the wheel well. Can you lowjack them? Uh, let's just say failing. <laughs> Quite uh, far-reaching for the toker. Yeah. Oh, that's nice of them. <laughs> Looks like a cheap joystick. We can keep tabs on Ball's fleet, see how their battle with the replicators is faring. We can also get up to the Minotokra intelligence reports from our agents in the field. You know, we could have used something like this a long time ago. The High Council never thought they could trust you with it. What changed their mind? Nothing. They don't know I took it. Ah. Ah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> you think? They're not really going to be very happy when they find about this. No, indeed not. 
No complaints. I'll take anything I can get. Weapons, receivers, silverware. Silverware? Always nice when you can build an interface nice and quickly, isn't it? Yeah. Each dot represents a gold ship. It's a lot of dots. That's just one small quadrant of the galaxy. Watch. That's lots of ships. Ooh, shiny. You never really got the impression that the world were that widespread. Yeah. You know, if they're galaxy-wide. Well, not for much longer. <laughs> no, that's true. Not at this rate. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> what just happened? The beacons stopped transmitting their signals. Likely meaning those ships were either destroyed or taken over by the replicators. Battles like the one you just witnessed are taking place across the galaxy. Several gold territories are now entirely in replicator hands. Oh, there goes another one. You know, subspace communications. Without, where would any sci-fi series be? Um, you haven't read Stephen Donaldson's Ring series. Well, adaptation of the Ring opera. I believe it's called the Gap series. Relevant. Galaxy-wide communications. Well, we all want to see the gold stranglehold on the galaxy broken. But not if they're just going to be replaced by something worse. Unscheduled upload activation. Uh, unscheduled. Is that why we also got a credit? Oh, yeah, he's in this episode. In the commentary, uh, Peter and Gary spent about five minutes joking about and why aren't these people wet when they're walking through a puddle? Another couple of minutes about the guards. They really didn't talk about the episode very much at all. <laughs> yes, and again... Where's Daniel? You've <laughs> lost Daniel. Yeah. Where's Daniel? You've lost Daniel. Didn't you guys have a ship? Yeah, that's a... Quite a nice one. And by the way, where's Daniel? Damn, he noticed. He was beamed away before our very eyes by replicators. Is that an educated guess or just a position? Mm. So Daniel's the most advanced technology? Well, yeah, because he's still got the uh, knowledge of the ancients buried in his brain, hasn't he? She's immune to that now. Yes, but replicators always seek out the most advanced technology. She may be worried that there's other ancient technology out there that could be a threat to her and the rest of the replicators. Daniel Jackson had access to the knowledge of the ancients when he was ascended. I thought he didn't retain those memories. We don't know that for sure. Daniel has remembered certain things from when he was ascended. She may think that everything she needs to know about the ancients is buried in his subconscious. If it is, she'll find it. <sighs> and let's face it, Replicator has a ways of getting what she wants. Oi. <laughs> Indeed, oi. Never a dull day. First he gets told that the whole galaxy is going to be taken over in two weeks. Uh, I think Bowles in our circle is about to become Bowles' slice of pie. <laughs> fantastic though to see these pair together, isn't it? Braytac and Jacob. It's fantastic to see a table that doesn't keep changing bloody shape every episode. <laughs> yeah, they've had this table for a long time, <laughs> haven't they now? The Jafar had never seen the likes of such creatures. Many could see these replicators as a plague. An evil punishment brought upon all for daring to stray in their beliefs and betray their gods. Ooh, a plague. Oh, that's great, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go running back to our gods and ask forgiveness. And oopsie. Yeah, you can't trust them, system lords. Ah, uh, system lords. Oh well. <laughs> I think the key phrase in there was somehow defeat the replicators. <laughs> Tell us how. The inert replicator cells left behind by my duplicate haven't given us any clues as to how to fight the immunity she's developed. As far as I know, Thor hasn't made much progress in modifying the disruptor technology either. Well, let him know what's going on. And don't be afraid to remind him that we've saved his cute little grey bum several times. Hmm. Grey bum? Yeah, that's not a very it's... American word. No. <laughs> they probably figured that if they said ass or something, you know, it might... Get censored? Could be, yeah. You never know, you really. The censors don't know a British idiom, really. Well, bum in American, they trans. That's not the context he meant, though. No. <laughs> yes, we must. Got a fresh supply of candles in. Why? Neither of them are symbiotes anymore. They don't need to calendar Yeah, but, you know, when you've gone God knows how many decades surrounded by candlelight, you kind of get used to it. The harsh glare of fluorescence just doesn't cut it. It reflects so well off his shiny dome. We must act now, before this conflict is resolved. Win back the hearts and minds of those who waver before they are lost to us. We must once and for all destroy the gold image as gods forever. How? capturing the temple at Takara. So this is the first mention we've had of Takara then? I believe so. Apart from when I mispronounced it last week. What did you say last week? Takara. Oh. <laughs> but Takara, capture it. And never again will Jafar worship a false god. 
Once again, love the shirt. Yep. I'm only going to say this once, Carter. What happened to Daniel was not your fault. She knows he may hold key ancient knowledge because of me. She's out there because of me. I basically gave her the means to counter the only effective weapon we have against her. I also gave you permission to work with her. <laughs> Let's be honest, Jack. Technically, it is her fault. If we'd have killed Ripcotter straight away. Yeah, but it's very annoyed for Jack to be uh, to be annoyed with her in that shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's very distracted. Wonderful definition on the upper arm. <laughs> we all agreed we would never do that. I mean, for all we know, it could just make things worse. Yeah, it will just make things worse, at least for the rest of this disc. <laughs> yes. Maybe not next disc. Yeah, that's good, also, what we might do. Walter doesn't look happy. Well, he got his big moment, and then... Oh. Too late. <laughs> That's a poor model for a starship. Hello again, Samantha Carter. Hi, Thor. I have already transported your research and the remains of the human form replicator to this lab. We may continue our work from here. I think they saved a bit of money on the uh, rendering of that. Yep. Great to see Thor, though. Once again, voiced by Michael Shanks. Uh, even when he's not in the episode, he's in the episode. Yeah. I get more screen time, even if it's not as me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Diga aren't going to give you a credit unless we can see you. That may be a really, really bad idea. It's the plan. It's more than they've got so far. Too wild and crazy? Uh, yes. You don't think so, Sam? Nothing could go wrong. I know. It's a bad plan. Yes. When they first found the replicators, they thought, bring one on board, nothing can go wrong. The temple at Dakar is sacred to Al Jafar. It is rich in historical significance. Legend tells it is the place where Anubis rose from the dead. It is also the site of the first Prim ritual. It is that rite of passage that has bonded us in servitude ever since. Little bit of backstory. Historical significance. As the holiest of sites, the very cradle of our existence. It is the place where the Goa'uld first gave Jafar their strength and longevity. And you really think this place is going to make a difference? Yeah, we just don't talk about it very much. No, because, you know, <laughs> it's religion. Makes you wonder, who has controlled it over the over the generations of the years? Which system lord? Or was it kind of a neutral territory? Yeah, because system lords are well known for respecting neutral territory. Well, if it's that important to all Jafar, regardless of which god they follow, having one system lord control, it would kind of rile up everybody else. Maybe they rule it in rotation. The temple is more vulnerable now than it has ever been. Still, our success depends on the element of surprise and the use of the entire rebel fleet. Listen to me, O'Neill. This war must be fought on two fronts. We will reignite the uprising and conquer our oppressors, while you find the means to stop these replicators. Let us each fight the enemy we know best. Uh, the element of surprise. No one expects a Spanish Jaffa acquisition. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to surprising Anubis and Bol, you know, they're not really having much luck at the moment. We haven't heard Anubis mention. Well, Bol is a servant of Anubis. Yeah, tiny, badly put together ship. It looks like it, it looks quite brittle, doesn't it? It does a bit, yeah. So that's one of the benefits of having your ship made up of bits and bobs. You can chop a bit off and it'll just rejoin. Or, you know, when I release a shuttle, okay, remove that arm. Yeah. There's no escaping from that room, really, is there, when you're right to door. You have information that I need. <laughs> she wants you, Daniel. And not in a good way. She looks rather ravenous, to be honest. <laughs> Brace yourself. Did you hear that? What? Obviously not. I don't know, it is that simple. No, it's, well, the same with you, I'd rather not do the hand-on-the-head thing, so... Uh, honestly, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Honesty is not the problem. Back against the wall. Oops. Yeah, back against the wall, so that... <laughs> Perfect. Why didn't he move his legs away is the, uh, when his arms were trapped? Yeah. If his leg was moving, that was an extra $10,000 of CGI work. <laughs> Shall we begin? Oh, we've heard that line before just recently, haven't we? I do like the lights in her eyes. Mm. Makes it look a bit freaky. What you were proposing is madness. The car cannot be taken. Uh... What is it, Jafar and Open Flame? <laughs> Seriously. That's something they picked up from the Masters, really. <laughs> Daddy lad. I thought he was actually holding his own fist to his chest for a second. <laughs> oh, there's uh, Chris's brother, Jeff Judge, and Isaac Hayes. Mm. you talking about <laughs> Isaac Hayes passed away August the 10th, 2008. He appeared in, with well, his voice, 134 episodes of South Park. 
way back when he was in Rockford Files, and of course he won the Oscar for Shaft. Hmm. I've engaged the replicators in battle many times. Believe me when I say they cannot be defeated by conventional means. You have faced them in the past. And won. Indeed. Yet never in such numbers. Those of you who choose to engage the replicators in battle will not survive. Toby's right. Great threat, but their weapons are no use. And of course there's a uh, chef's chocolate salty balls. Oh yeah. In the commentary that says, you know, basically everybody on the set kind of went gaga when uh, he turned in. Hmm. Very good guest stars there. And, you know, Isaac Hayes was kind of a step above everybody else. It's always musicians, isn't it? Well, no, I just figured you might be keeping themselves slightly with Topak. If we succeed. Were the circumstances different? I may feel the same as you, brother. But the situation has changed. We must act now or our children will know no future, let alone the taste of freedom. Tilk, I believe there is wisdom in these words. However, you are aware that if we fail, it would effectively mean the end of the rebellion. Are you prepared to risk our entire cause on this one action? Indeed I am. In the words of General Hammond. Yeehaw! So, what say you? I say we take Dakara. So be it. Yes, they can take our symbiotes, but they can never take our freedom. <laughs> All or nothing, then. Indeed. Whenever anybody says the rebellion, I almost automatically go to Star Wars. Well, drop some of the Imperial March in there, whenever you feel it's appropriate. What do you men? <laughs> Manly men. Well, in that case, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I work all night and I... What? Typically, the replicators are patient and slow-moving when not being engaged. If Ball stops aggressively fighting them and pulls back, it may give Sam more time to come up with a solution. Forget that. Look, there goes another one. Yeah. Bo's not the type to take tactical advice from a, an enemy, really. So we want to help him? <laughs> and if he retreats, where do you think he's going to fall back to? You worried about Tilk and the rebel Jaffa? They're counting on Ball's fleet being too busy to even care about anything else. The Jaffa rebellion has already failed. We can't risk the fate of the galaxy on one long shot chance to revive it. Is that Jacob talking? Or is that Selmak? <laughs> Jack agrees with me. But the more ships Ball sends out to fight, the faster the replicators assimilate them into their own armada. Their numbers are growing exponentially. That's a good point. Oh, no, that's the Toker. Oh. That's not really Jacob talking. That's Selmak. Unscheduled off-world activation. It's a very tricky situation, isn't it? You know, they've got two great enemies and side with one or the other because they can't just sit back and let them fight it out. Mm -hmm. If the replicators were destroying bowl ships, all well and good, but they're taking them over. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's not good. Stand out, boys. Ah. Yeah, projection. Wow, buddy. <laughs> you know, he doesn't quite say it with the same way that he says Thor, buddy, does he? By now you are aware of the replicator threat in the galaxy. And that my fleet has engaged them in battle. There's been a little chit and chat. Okay, lads, no point shooting him. Hmm. <laughs> We're holding them at bay for the moment, however. They are a more formidable force than I first anticipated. Yeah. Pesky little buggers, aren't they? I'm aware that the Asgard have previously fought the replicators, effectively. More or less. I don't like to toot my own horn. I am aware that you assisted the Asgard. <laughs> no respect shown to Gold and Jack. No. <laughs> yes. I wish to know what means you possess to fight the scourge. Yes, humans. Resourceful. Yeah. I'm sorry. We must have had a bad connection there for a second. It almost sounded like you were asking me for help. The replicators are a threat to everyone, including the countless humans who populate worlds throughout this galaxy. Now I propose that we work together to defeat our common enemy. My. This is an occasion. <laughs> and? and? <laughs> a long pause. You know that 
bitter taste in your throat is kind of wrapped around your uvula. That's what's left of your pride. Perhaps you could curb your amusement for a moment. If we're going to work together, the first thing we should discuss is strategy. Now, your attempts at meeting the replicators head on are Jake, only going to result. <laughs> Pretty please, with the cherry on top. Yeah. Really, why antagonize them, Jack? I mean, seriously. Why don't we sit back and watch you get your ass kicked? That way you'll be dead, and we'll be glad. You cannot be serious. Yes, I can. You get the impression Jack is really enjoying himself. Well, tortured him for months. He killed him hundreds of times. What do you expect? Jacob's going to take off. I think big. Well, what are you going to do to me? Uh, Bal, of course, is played by Cliff Simon, the South African actor. According to virtually every female I've ever spoken to, ridiculously handsome South African actor. <laughs> it was recently in NCIS. He's also been in Days of Our Lives and NCIS LA. Yeah, Cliff Simon, follow him on Twitter. He's very active. <laughs> that was perhaps the only ass allowed to use one per episode. <laughs> oh dear, you melted it. Nah, but they are bonded now, so... Uh, no, neither Mercury. I assume that is Mercury and not CG. I'm pretty sure they're not going to have highly toxic Mercury. <laughs> well, once you're not actually touching it, it's fine. It doesn't air us all. I'm sure the prop guy's the health and safety in the insurance company. You want to do what? I've got to explain why she's not touching if it is Mercury. It will slow the process, but I do not believe we have a choice. I do like that. The whole control panel revolves so they don't have to move the puppet. <laughs> Shouldn't you be watching the blocks? What did we get? I am processing the data now. Electronic peeps. Ah, blue dots. I believe we have pinpointed the location of the replicators within this galaxy. They're everywhere. Yep, once again, a lot of them. <laughs> yes, they're everywhere. Ah, hyperspace. I like the little camera shake as the ship flies by. Mm. Yeah, let's not get into the physics of that, shall we? We are approaching Dakar. Defenses. I am reading only a single Hatak-class vessel in orbit around the planet. Now there's only three of them on this ship. Highly automated, aren't they? There are normally a dozen ships patrolling the system. Then we may yet succeed. <laughs> Unlike you, Greatak, you're not yeah. desperate at all. Yeah. That's it, lad. We are in position. Gliders are ready for launch. Hello. Two of us. Well, there's three of us. Three. <laughs> there was one ship each. Commence firing. You have encroached on the domain of Lord Ball. Identify yourselves immediately. Xiao Kek Nemran. You are greatly outnumbered. Surrender now or be destroyed. Why bother with gliders? Just blow the damn thing up. Well, give them a chance to surrender. You know, they've got to do that, don't they? Identify yourselves, we'll identify ourselves by firing. <laughs> See, that's it. If they respond, you know, to die free, then they're friends. They don't have to shoot them. Hmm. Of course, that does give the opponent a chance to shoot first. What the hell is going on? Oh, Daniel's head. They called you Aram, did they not? After you returned to your plane of existence. Oma. Back in his little tent on Abydos. Without glasses. Daniel, it is good to see you again. I don't understand. Last thing I remember... You are still on the ship. The human form replicator is attempting to probe your mind as we speak. So why are you here? Because when she is done, she will destroy you. And when that time comes, you will be faced with a choice. Well, possibly. <laughs> At this point, yes, it's Omar. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Mel Harris, an American actress. She's been in Saints and Sinners, House, Jag, and was the star of 30-something. I've received word from the battle. The bulk of the fleet continues to engage the replicators as you have ordered. However... More open flames. Yes, that's a serious amount of braziers. Hmm. What's being braised? It must be killing ball. Yeah. It may slow their advance and allow us a chance to mount a proper defense. You doubt my power? Of course not. But your fleet is falling into their hands rapidly. Not even the coal warriors. Do not concern yourself. Ooh, he's got hands. It doesn't look good. 
of course, he's like when he first returned, he hasn't got control of his form anymore, has he? Yeah. He's got to inhabit humanoid bodies, which, oh, that's not good. Oh dear, that's a lot of makeup. Yep, underneath the makeup is Dean Ellsworth, credited as old Anubis. Hmm, as opposed to new shiny Anubis. A little eye flash there wouldn't hurt. It took several hundred microsecond long connections and hours to go through each subsequent burst of data. But eventually we managed to isolate the cipher that makes the replicators immune to the disruptor, and we've adjusted it accordingly. That must be a lot of data if it takes a couple of hours for the Asgard computers to analyse it. We think it might work. <laughs> so it only took them a few hours. And how quickly will they adapt, you know? I mean, that's the other thing which reminds them of the Borg, obviously. Yeah. And in more recent science fiction, Cybermen. The less about that, the better. Yeah, apparently you ain't keen. It wasn't the best episode, was it? It was the best one of this season so far. You think so? This half of the season, yes. But as my <laughs> friend Jan said, uh, this entire half of the season is pretty much so. <laughs> you know, when they have young kids in any show, you've got to be so careful to make them not annoying. Yes, because we all know that you're a big fan of young kids and shows. When they're done well, it can be excellent. Young Jack? Well, Young Jack was a special case. Well, physically he was a kid. Mentally he was Jack. Ah, Daniel Lazarus and the revolving door. I admit, the decision is not as easy as it appears. The last time, for you, the experience was challenging at the best of times. Unfortunately, I don't have any memories of the last time I was ascendant. How can I make an informed decision if I don't remember what it was like? Daniel, I did not take your memories from you. They're still there. You just need the right incentive. No, I can't do that either. Tell me how. I can't. Then tell me what I need to know. If you are seeking an absolute truth, you will not find it. Only truth that applies to you. That is so extremely unhelpful. Oh, God, not this crap, old Jager. <laughs> Mel Harris had two days on the set for this episode. Then she jumped straight over to recording threads, which she has a much bigger role in. You have to stop her. I can't. Why not? Offer me ascension now. You're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. <laughs> Marvellous. Help you to find your path to enlightenment when that time comes, if that is what you decide you want. There's a way to defeat the replicators hidden somewhere within my memories, isn't there? You need only to open your mind to it. Yes. <laughs> what, literally? That's a lot of ruins. Yes, that doesn't really look like it was inspired by anything. Brothers! All of you will be detained. So, not much of a garrison on that planet, is there? No. For all of you who renounce the Goa as false gods, will one day be free. Take them. Go. You will not be harmed. <laughs> but not today. Lock them up. <laughs> yes, until our fruit supplies run though. Yeah, they kind of uh, skip the whole, in, you know, planetary invasion. Oh yes, planetary invasions are expensive on CG. <laughs> yes, they are. They did the same with Defiance. Plenty of staff weapons, see. Mm. Granted, most of them were probably rubber stump props. The last of the garrison have surrendered. The temple is secure. Many lives were spared today. Yes, they can die tomorrow. Well done. <laughs> what exactly did he do? He was stoic. Yes. <laughs> Thor's ship needs a bit of texture mapping. Anything to give it a bit of character. It looks awful, especially compared to the Gwold Hatak. The ship's systems have shut down. That works well. The weapon appears to be effective. Oh, it works. Yes, but we've used it too often, won't they, Adap? That was too easy. Mm. They are firing on us. Really? Targeting the second ship. This won't work. No, it doesn't work, does it? <laughs> Maybe it's time to go. It's still coming. They have adapted themselves to our modifications. That was fast. Yes. Initiating invasive action. Exactly how, though? Mm. Because when that first the replicate ship was hit, they'd be in no position to send any data. Well, you know, as the wave destroyed them. What? Just like that? Excuse the intrusion. I will return. Stay. Yeah, I don't want to watch. <laughs> you will watch this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no getting rid of me. Here we have uh, Rick Kaiharo. Give I ho. 
Sorry, Rick. New Anubis. Mm. Well, that certainly looks a cleaner and more efficient way to take over a body. Although, of course, only Anubis can actually do it. <laughs> well, the arrogance is there. <laughs> take away the old body. Yes, I need to go <laughs> off set so I can take the mask off and actually breathe. Damn, I always wanted to be ginger. <laughs> no, you, you think Doctor Who. Speak. Force of Rebel Jaffa have managed to take control of the temple at Takara. As I had hoped, they have no doubt gathered their full force and presented us with the perfect opportunity to annihilate them once and for all. Have the fleet disengage their battle with the replicators and move up to Kara. Take it back at all costs. Leave no survivors. As you wish. You've got to admire the intelligence reports everybody seems to have. Yep. What's so important about that planet? And I doubt we'll find out in this part. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? I'm, sometimes I doubt Anubis wants it back just for uh, sentimental reasons. The problem is, Rapper Carter's version of Open Your Mind involves sticking our fingers in his head. Let's say we just stick fingers in, push back. Never a good thing. I actually put both my hands on my forehead and moved them apart there. <laughs> and in all of us. If you immediately know the candlelight is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago. Even Replicator can't figure out that candle yes. and dinner and all sorts. That's confused everybody for the last uh, six mm. or seven years. It means what you want it to mean. No, it doesn't. And you're not Oma. Oh, dear. No, I'm not. But it doesn't matter. Thanks to you, I found what I was looking for. Yeah, they're going to hyperspace. Isn't the other ship following them? Perhaps actually tracking a ship in hyperspace is a bit more mm. difficult. Oh dear. What's wrong? Several of my key systems are no longer responding. <laughs> How did they go on? Well, maybe the, every other energy bolt they fired wasn't an energy bolt. It was actually kind mm. of a capsule or something. The energy bolt punches a hole through the shield and... See if you can modify the disruptor wave again. I'll go buy us some time. I have no way of knowing how many replicators you will face. Modify the disruptor wave again? Really? I mean, they took hours to uh, find what was going on and you're telling me he can change it again in 10 seconds? Well, you've only got to change one number in the frequency. Hmm. What's the frequency, Thor? No way. I'm not going to let you... <laughs> oh, 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 nicely done. Yeah. Carter? <laughs> so you could have fallen into his lap. The shippers would have loved that. Or I accidentally shot him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jack O'Neill, killed at his desk. Mm -hmm. Sir, Thor's ship was boarded. He beamed me down here before all his systems were compromised. He's trying to get his ship as far away from Earth as possible. I'll take that as a no. Indeed not. <laughs> Things are looking increasingly bad. Surprising to have such a major league cliff on two-parter this close to the end of the season. You'd have thought they'd do it for a mid-season break. It depends, I guess, when uh, they realise they were getting another season. Hmm. Let alone another two. Then, of course, when they make Mobius, they weren't sure they were coming back. They were making a season finale. So perhaps they wanted, you know, maybe Brad or Rob wanted to uh, have this story told. Indeed. It's kind of trying to tie up a bit of the Jaffa and System Lord story, isn't it? <laughs> we have won a great victory here today, old friend. We have won a battle tilt, nothing more. Our victory is far from assured. Many of Balls of Five have already pledged their allegiance to our cause. When word spreads of what we have accomplished, many more will follow. And their hearts will turn cold again if they hear our accomplishment lasted mere hours. Yes, they're a flaky bunch, the Jaffa. Tula. What news? We have received word. Ball has broken off his battle with the replicators. You know, I'm sorry, Tawak, but you don't say replicators the way Tawak does. Replicators. Who's going to criticise Isaac? You say it how you want. Taking the temple was not our greatest challenge. Holding it will be. Have we now? Oh dear. Holding the candles out. Of course, none of this is real, so just for effect. This Oma character. Why do you have such reverence for her? Those ridiculous sayings are just nonsense. To you, maybe. If she really has as much power as you think she does, why doesn't she help you? She merely stands by and does nothing. Well, of course she does. That's what she's supposed to do. <laughs> you try explaining the ancients to a replicator. To her mind, she's not a bad guy. 
She's bringing life to the galaxy. You're not really trying to justify your actions, are you? No. I have no need for you to understand this. Why the elaborate ruse? I mean, you, you probe my mind at will. I obviously can't stop you. You could have resisted. It's not like thinking, don't think of where you put the key. So the first thing you do is think of where you put the key. The grey elephant. It made it much easier for me to find what I was looking for. And what'd you find? That is a very nice effect. Looks beautiful. Ah, that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. What is it? The ruins of an ancient monument on a planet now called Dakara. Within it is the one weapon in this galaxy capable of destroying me. Da, da, da. I wonder, is that an early stone cast plaster of the model that just covered in sand? Thanks to you, it will soon be no more. To be honest, it does look like CGI, although it's certainly possible to have a plaster model and actually blow sand across it. But then again, would have been a matte painting. That gate alarm. Walter looks worried. I'll say he was going grey if he had any visible hair to actually go grey with. <laughs> Love this bit. They had a great laugh in the commentary talking about this. I am so sorry. I was just finishing up a lovely brunch. No, tuna. <laughs> so I hear your fleet is retreating from the replicators. How could you know that? I have my sources. My fleet is on its way to recapture the Kara and destroy the Jaffa who have dishonored Metro Garden. Will you stop with the troop? God crap. They're true God. You really aren't dropping this God stuff here. You see, me, me and Jack are obviously of one mind. Look, oh, Martin Wood. Really? Yeah, in the green jumpsuit next to uh, Walter. Really? My guess is Peter DeLuise probably edited him out. <laughs> mm. Because you must destroy it before my fleet arrives to claim it. Hmm, so why does Bowl want that sort of weapon destroyed? I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. The weapon on Dakara was built by the ancients. It is not only capable of destroying the replicators, but all life in the galaxy. And your own sweet self included. Yeah, and there's only one of them. Yes. So why would you use it? I would not. But there is one who would. One who can survive such pervasive devastation. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> yes. Anubis. Asked you not to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that look. That humour, arrogance, everything into one supremely good looking package. Get a room. <laughs> right, that was Reckoning Part 1, and it ends on a, well, not a big cliffhanger, but a dramatic cliffhanger. A humorous cliffhanger. Yeah, cliff. Definitely cliff, cliff, cliffhanger. Oh, God, I should have seen that coming. Yep, so uh, basically all the three main, the uh, Replicators, the System Lords, and the Jaffa, four if you count the humans as well, all go into, is it, what is it, Dakara or Takara? Takara, from what you've been pronouncing. You've been calling it Dakara. Because it's spelled with a D. Well, they, that's what, what have I just asked you? Is it Dakara or Takara? I don't know. Well, if it's spelled with a D, it's got to be Dakara, hasn't it's it? It's not the way they're pronouncing it, looks. On that red desert planet, let's call it June and be done with it. <laughs> oh, in that case, that's called Ararat. Right, everybody's on there. Why? Because it's got the only only weapon that can destroy the replicators. Oh, and by the way, there's a minor side effect. Yes. It's capable of destroying all life in the galaxy. Are the replicators life? Yeah, I reckon they are. Hmm. There's definitely a replicator. is definitely sentient. Yes. What is sentient stuff? Well, if you can answer that question, then you're sentient. Technically, if you can ask that question, you're sentient. Oh, no. I imagine there's many uh, an AI that can ask that question without having any uh, context. I think they prefer to be called MIs, machine intelligence. There's nothing artificial with them. One of them had come out and said that, without being programmed to say so. I'm going to refrain from comment. All right, that was Reckoning. Next week, you got the blurb ready? No, I don't, but I think I just found my camera charger. Oh. <laughs> I was looking for something else, and uh, it's sort of, uh, I just glanced down the floor and thought, hang on, that looks like it. <laughs> right, you want the blurb for Letters from Pegasus. I literally clicked on SG-1 episode transcripts in the half second before you said that. Having learned that the entire Wraith Armada is headed towards the city, the team decides to use the remaining power to send Stargate Command a message containing information about the Wraith threat and the well-being of everyone on Atlantis. As most of the team are recording messages to their loves ones, Shepard and Taylor embark on a mission that takes them directly to the Wraith army. 
lovely. It's one of the better episodes from Atlantis. Uh, Reckoning Part 2 will be the week after. It's strange. It almost feels as though we've... I'm getting an odd sense of deja vu regarding Letters from Pegasus. Almost as though we already recorded it. Most odd. Anyway. <laughs> I would highly recommend listening to the commentary for this episode. Gary Jones and Peter DeLuise have an absolute riot. As I said, they don't really talk a lot about the episode. They get off tangent and off topic quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But those pair together are always funny. Yes, indeed. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. As always, any and all uh, feedback is eagerly pounced on by uh, us like a ravenous kitty cat chasing a mouse. Yep, we love feedback. We don't get enough of it. Indeed not. Speaking of which, we have a little bit of feedback on the Brotherhood. Brad, Brad, me, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read your bit anyway, Brad? Yeah. Indiana Rodney in the Temple of Quindosa. <laughs> you again? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, since I started listening in season six, you'll, nearly every episode, you know, you guarantee there'd be a, a repeated word or a repeated half a sentence from the editing process. Good to hear it, but it sort of disappeared for a while, and then, yeah, last week it come back in full force. <laughs> Yeah, nobody actually ever tells us this. This is the first time I've heard this. <laughs> Rather depressing, really. You'd think somebody else would have pointed it out. Yeah, I actually ended up putting the feedback section in twice. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to do. Like, as Brad knows, I tend to uh, edit it late at night. So, mm. You know, if I look away for five minutes and come back, I think, ah, right, paste, cut, paste. <laughs> Don't you look at total runtime? <laughs> well, how would I know? The runtime just keeps going up as I add bits to it. I don't know what the end runtime will be until it's done. You know, 42 minutes for the episode, then we've got whatever I put on up front and whatever I put on at the end. Mm. My vaguely coherent blather do you generally stick in, or it depends how long we're running? Well, a normal recording is about, what, an hour and a half? You're just saying yeah. that because we're at an hour 27 now. It's rare we go to two hours. Normally, Alan starts going, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I ate before I came up, and I'm not allowed to eat now. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Right, that's pretty much it. Thank you for downloading. So, like I said, next week, Letters from Pegasus. Hope you join us for that. Until then, take care. I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.